Welcome to Service Stories, a podcast where AmeriCorps VISTAs, or volunteers in service to America, share their experiences in Philadelphia schools and nonprofits. We'll explore the ins and outs of a year in the life of a VISTA member and what they've learned along the way. Join Sarah and Sarah on their quest to find out how does service shape the lives of different people. Service Stories a podcast created by volunteers about volunteers. In this episode of Service Stories, we talked to Lane Frazee, who at the time of recording was in her first year as a VISTA at Saul High School in Philadelphia. She is now in her second year as a VISTA, still at Saul High School. All right, we're back again. So Sarah and Sarah here. Hello. <laughs> and today we are interviewing Lane. Hi, Lane. Hello, Sarah and Sarah. <laughs> um, so I guess to start, Lane, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and say like who you are and where you work? Sure. Yeah, so my name is Lane Frazee. Um, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, went to college in Baltimore at Goucher College and returned to the Philadelphia area, um, a little bit before I started embarking on this VISTA journey. Um, so I'm serving, I'm one of the school-based VISTAs, which, um, our title is all the same. We're all community partnership coordinators. And I work at W.B. Saul High School, which is the country's largest agricultural high school, which is very exciting. That is exciting. I had no idea Philadelphia had the largest agricultural high school. It's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of um, one of the first questions that we like to been starting these interviews off with is like, what did you know about AmeriCorps or AmeriCorps VISTA before starting? Um, what was your impression of it before kind of getting into your program? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I think I first heard about AmeriCorps kind of somewhere during college. It was definitely um, a popular path for people in my program, which was the Peace Studies program or like similar programs, um, because I think it shared a lot of our, you know, kind of values of um, service and working on sustainability, capacity building, things like that. Um, So I kind of heard of it like in the same breath as like Peace Corps, um, Teach for America, other types of, you know, kind of service-based programs. Um, And I always I think I looked at some AmeriCorps positions when I was applying for jobs um, my senior year of college, but ended up going with something else. And um, when it came to me looking for jobs in Philadelphia, I was like, oh, I should look at AmeriCorps. There's probably like thousands of jobs on there. But in terms of like first impressions, yeah, really all that I knew was, you know, it was service-based, which meant, um, you know, low pay, but Mm -hmm. lots of benefits, um, opportunities, 
Um, obviously the education award also is very appealing with it and um, kind of just like a larger network of support. You said opportunities. Were you looking for anything specific like with education since you ended up at a school or were you kind of just like, just Philly, I'll do anything in Philly? <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly, when I applied for um, well, first of all, I, when I was applying, I was looking at AmeriCorps and I was also looking at other, um, Philadelphia based fellowships. I was really, really interested in a fellowship based program because I really, um, was wanting the kind of like professional development element of things. Also being in a cohort of other people who were young and kind of trying to figure out what they were doing, um, that was very appealing to me. So I wanted to do the Fen Fellows program kind of regardless of what job I ended up getting, but I actually started looking more for the nonprofit jobs. Um, I wasn't really looking for school-based initially, although the jobs that I did apply for were um, Parkway Northwest, so school-based mm -hmm. and uh, WePAC, which is also working with schools. So like clearly was interested in working with youth in some capacity or like serving young people. Um, and when I interviewed, those jobs ended up being filled, but um, I can't remember if I sp who I talked to first. Well, I know I talked to Dana first, but I can't remember. I think Eden was the one that I talked to who was like, yeah, these jobs are filled, um, but there's this really awesome school that we are still looking to fill a position for. Um, it would be a little bit different, but they have their mission based, which was something that I was really looking for. Um, and I ended up just learning about the school and it sounded awesome to me. It sounded really unique. Um, and I was willing to kind of give it a try. So that's kind of how I ended up at Saul. Mm, I think it's interesting that you bring up um, kind of their mission. So like, as far as their mission and maybe like FEND in general, like what kind of drew you to both of those things? What about those things was like very much going to be good for you in developing you know professionally and with the things that you're passionate about yeah fend so fend in general um they have a very strong like equity lens and that's something that's super important to me um especially when it comes to things like neighborhood development um and working around like issues of poverty. Um, so I felt like I would probably, you know, my values from my kind of like social justice education in college would probably like map onto their values pretty well. Um, and then with Saul, I was really interested in how it started as kind of like, you know, it start the program started in the 50s. So 
back when agriculture was very different from what it looks like today. And the way that um, the principal talks about the school's mission is definitely trying to drive that forward in a more um, environmentally friendly and kind of future looking way, which I thought was really, really interesting, um, especially at high school. I mean, you know, those are going to be the people going into these fields and dealing with all these challenges, you know, with climate change and um, everything that's kind of facing the agricultural industry, which is like, I mean, we need to eat food, you know, it's foundational to like <laughs> human society. So I felt like it was a really kind of unique way to see people grappling with those challenges and also trying to put that into education. What do you do mostly as a school-based VISTA? Since Sarah and I are nonprofit, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> day to day. So like with Saul specifically, mm-hmm. you mentioned a lot about agriculture and climate change. Is that what you're doing most of the time? Like still having that always in the back of your mind because it's like the mission of the school? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like on the one hand, you know, it's a very forward thinking school with like very specific hands-on opportunities but at the same time it's also just a regular Philadelphia public high school so as a partnerships coordinator I'm you know interfacing with people from industry Um, one of our biggest partners is Weaver's Way which is a food co-op in the Philadelphia area and they run a farm on Saul's campus So work with them, working with an organization, Food Moxie also, that um, runs like food and culinary education. Um, So I am working with those kind of partners that are, you know, doing like the ag education, but I'm also working with the school's um, home and school association, which is like a PTA, um, Mm -hmm. and working with like college and career readiness people or mentoring organizations. So there's like, my my position is a little more, maybe more, a little more complicated, <laughs> I don't know, than some of the other schools, not in like a good or bad way, just in that like, I have all the elements of just like running a regular school, you know, like attendance and family engagement Um, and mentoring and mental health and college and career readiness and academics but then there's also like this ag component so I kind of dip my toes in a number of things Um, Mm -hmm. but my main priorities at the school we when I started there in the fall the principal and I kind of worked out like three core buckets of what I was going to be working on over the year Um, And those ended up being family engagement, college and career readiness, and mentoring and mental health. So in terms of what that actually looks like on a day-to-day basis, um, working with the existing partners in the school, just kind of helping them with logistics of programming and scheduling activities that they're going to be doing, and then 
researching and meeting with potential new partners to kind of fill some of the school's goals and kind of patch some of those areas where we don't have strong partnerships mm. and working to connect them with each other um, because collaboration is a really important part of the community partnership coordinator role. Mm. I, and um, I guess I'm curious because this is something, a question that we've been asking people too is like, since a lot of that is definitely in person and now since like we're, <laughs> we're having to switch to being virtual in a lot of ways because of um, the pandemic, how has your work shifted? Has it shifted any of your partnerships in any kinds of ways? Like um, what does your work look like as of, as of late? <laughs> it's shifted a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely working on, many different things than what I was doing before we closed, um, but also some of the same things. So after we closed, we kind of reassessed what partners would still be working with us, you know, who actually had the capacity to work with us, like virtually, um, and, you know, who actually made sense to. Um, there are some, you know, there's things that we do that, only really makes sense to do if you're like meeting with each other face to face. Um, so that's hard. And that, that meant that a lot of the students, I mean, this is the case, you know, in the whole district and like country pretty much. Um, but they don't get the same access to, you know, different activities or clubs um, or mentoring organizations that, they might have while we were in session. Um, but in terms of the partners that we have been able to still work with, it's been really cool. Like a lot of them have kind of been able to step up and figure out new ways to work with us, working with teachers on like lesson plans for online learning. Um, one of our partners has even been delivering food boxes to some of our food insecure students um, and families. So people are stepping up in really cool ways. In terms of what I do day to day, I definitely shifted into more kind of direct service work um, since we were kind of given the okay to do that. So a lot of what I've been doing is making calls home to families. Um, and that feels like definitely what I should be doing mm -hmm. as like an extra, you know, as like someone who's there to support the school. Um, we first started making calls out to students who had not been showing up at all for their online classes. Um, the, so for context, there was like a large chunk of time before real online learning happened, um, which was last Monday, the 4th, I want to say. Yeah, the 4th. So between March 13th and May 4th, we had kind of office hours and optional activities. So um, it was sort of an effort to like encourage students to stay involved. It wasn't really required, but um, we were making calls for anyone that we weren't really seeing, you know, on a even weekly basis to just make sure that they were like, okay. Um, mm -hmm. And if they needed anything, 
if they needed anything in terms of like childcare support or food or um, if they needed a Chromebook or access to internet. And then, so that was kind of for the first month doing that. And now that we're almost towards the end of the year, I'm actually making calls to our new families who are coming in <laughs> this fall. So that's been really exciting. Um, it's been fun. There's a lot of excitement and obviously a lot of, you know, concern and questions about, you know, what if we don't reopen? What's that going to look like? Um, so I've been kind of just fielding those questions and making sure that we're staying in touch. Um, and then other than that, I've also been working on a website as we're calling it the Counselor's Corner. And it's basically a resource hub for all of the types of information that would come from the guidance counselor's office. So things about um, mental health, things about jobs, things about college, all of that kind of good stuff. And then um, other than that, just kind of continuing partnership work in whatever way we can virtually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I have run a virtual partner meeting. So community partnership coordinators, one of our one of our like main things that we do is a monthly partnership meeting mm -hmm. at the school to like get everyone together and get on the same page about what's going on and our goals um, and kind of think collaboratively about projects. Um, so I did end up doing one on Zoom, which was very interesting to do. <laughs> but I got to like kind of share out to the rest of the school-based vistas about how that went and mm. what facilitating it was like. So I'm gonna do one more of those as kind of a year-end thing. And I mean, in terms of the school year, we're almost done. So then we'll move on to summer work. Strange. I know. <laughs> time has gone by very quickly. <laughs> yeah, time definitely moves in a in a unique way during uh, quarantine. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think we have like a month left of the school year. Wow. A smile. <laughs> I mean, you just said you're working on so so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask when our service year started, so it is almost like the year is almost done. Mm -hmm. What did you even expect? Cause I'm sure it was, it was obviously not this, <laughs> but like, what do you, did you, were you expecting kind of anything? Did you feel like studying, um, in, co in college, like peace studies, do you think, did you have like a, a frame of mind kind of coming into it and thinking like, Oh, I've got this. Like, I know what to expect. Or were you kind of just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was a mix of both. Mm -hmm. um, the main thing, like if I had to, you know, describe what I was going to be doing to people who would ask me about it, you know, before we started working, um, my, my understanding was like, you know, I'm, I'm building this network of partnerships in the school, you know, working with the current partners and like bringing in 
new partnerships and trying to get everyone to kind of work collaboratively to meet the school's goals and just kind of being that point of contact. So um, I actually feel like I almost had more experience <laughs> working with this one um, campus organization that I did for a while in college. Um, I was a member of and then ended up chairing this um, organization called the Social Justice Committee, <laughs> which is like so broad and so big, <laughs> you know, looking back on it. But it basically, it was actually like a funding organization to like um, give small grants to clubs to like do different campus-based social justice things. Um, but one of the things that I started working on when I was the chair was like really trying to get everyone who did anything social justice related on campus to like talk to each other and like mm. plan with each other. Um, Cause we would have like, I don't know, you know what it was like at your colleges, but um, we had a very small school. So it's like a small population of people and all these clubs would run these events and they would be on the same night and you know, m multiple events covering the same topic that they could have been working with each other on, but we're not. Mm. So we kind of tried to like get everyone to talk to each other and we would have these meetings where everyone would just talk about what they were up to and see if they could collaborate. So when I was kind of reading about this position and was like, oh, like monthly partnership meetings, like I've done that yeah. <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> um, so I think that was like the main thing that I was prepared for. Um, but I think the thing that, you know, I didn't really know how it would look was like really thinking strategically with the principal and assistant principal and school leadership um, about different challenges that the school was facing. Like I was, I'm a very, I had a lot of like, you know, strategic thinking, like training, mm -hmm. but I didn't actually really know what that would look like and how to find partners based on those needs. Um, that kind of like research component, you know, I was game for, but I was just like, I don't really know what that's going to look like, but I guess we're going to try it out. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, definitely the more like, direct service things now, even during school, you know, I would spend a little bit of time like answering phone calls with the secretary just because, you know, she did a lot of things for me and that was kind of my way of, like I would take over her lunch for, you know, 45 minutes um, and mm. do things like that. So I think the kind of being a, I don't know how to describe it. I guess really being like well integrated into the school like fabric, that was something that I didn't really know what that would look like. And I feel like it has happened, which is awesome. Cause it, the position is weird because you were working at the school and with teachers and administration, but you're not like, 
you know, working directly with students. Um, you're kind of this like inside outside person. So that kind of relationship, I didn't really know what would look like. Yeah. Mm. I, so I think a lot of what you're also bringing up is a lot of skills and things that you've learned on the job, which is also important <laughs> for our professional development and is one of, I think, the key parts of this program that's really important for us. Um, I guess I'm curious what other kinds of like skills or experiences you've also gained on this job um, that maybe will be useful for your future. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I came into this job after having spent like, so I had like a nonprofit job after I graduated from college in 2017. And it was a really good learning experience, but it was also a very, um, just the organization didn't have a lot of capacity. so there wasn't a lot of capacity to manage me and kind of help me figure out what I was doing. Um, because there wasn't, you know, there was barely capacity for anything else. So, and then I worked service industry for about a year. So using some, but very few of the skills <laughs> that I was, you know, kind of working on building. So I, I came into this job kind of knowing that, I was going to be a little rusty and I knew that I had a lot to kind of learn or relearn. Um, but yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know where to start so much. Um, I think one of the biggest things, honestly, this sounds like very, basic <laughs> but just like knowing how to work like for an extended period of time every day showing up figuring out what you're doing planning for the next you know week month quarter um having those kind of professional and organizational skills that was like a huge learning curve for me um and that's something that I felt like I was really grateful for having the fellowship component with like I knew that I was going to need some support with that mm -hmm. so just having like you know a vista leader who would like check in with me and I could ask like things that you know I felt were like maybe too dumb of a question to ask like my, my work supervisor you know at the school or like having other vistas to kind of like commiserate with um and just talk about challenges or like things that we felt really proud of um that was like super valuable to me but yeah um i think also like meeting facilitation that's a really big one in terms of like what are those tangible resume skills that was something that i i wanted to work on um mm -hmm. i'm very like nervous as a public speaker um but it's something that i really want to be good at because i know that i'm always going to be working with people <laughs> <laughs> so getting confident like running a meeting um that's something that i really felt like i've grown a lot in this year 
Um, and other than that, I think just navigating systems, navigating the system of the school, the school district, kind of understanding how nonprofits work in the city and how you kind of bridge, you know, okay, this is your mission and this is what you're trying to accomplish. And these are the needs of our students and how do we kind of find that fit um, and, and get what we need in a way that's also, you know, sustainable for who we're working with. Um, how to have like a really good ask of people is something that I feel like I've really worked on. Hearing you talk right now, it's like I, I had understood before, but I think I really realized like how much schools are the intersection of so many different sectors. Like you're yeah. one nonprofit partners. It's the school district. So obviously it's like the school, <laughs> then it's also the government. Um, yeah. I mean, you're getting funding, obviously, or public school. Um, what would you say to someone that maybe isn't necessarily like looking at schools as a place to serve mm -hmm. as their first, like their first pick to, to have like a service here? What would you say to them to maybe like change their mind? <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I would highly, highly recommend it. I don't, there's few other better ways to really understand um, the politics of the city that you're in mm. and understand who all the players are. I feel like I get <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> like better than I ever have. Um, and I, to me, this is just like my personal set of values, but I feel like if you're going to work in any field, you know, in a nonprofit field, um, I think it's really important to understand what the, what things are like at the ground level. Um, so working in the schools, I feel like gives you kind of a real window. It, it kind of cuts out, you know, all the narratives that get circulated when you work in um, nonprofits or when you work in, in a business, not that I have, but whatever it might be, um, you kind of get to form your own understanding of how things work. And I honestly feel like even if you do intend on working in a nonprofit eventually, which I mean, I might, it's somewhat up in the air, but I definitely could see myself doing that. It just gives you just so much more context and understanding for, um, for what you're doing. It's, I, I think that's actually a really good point you make because we have like, I think there's been like positives and negatives from people, right. Of our roles in our different organizations, because they're kind of, they're very unique in what we're doing. And so trying to navigate our place in that. But because of that, um, that does give us a lot of opportunity to really like see what is going on mm -hmm. in, in our different organizations. And so I think that's actually a really good point you make. And has this 
experience like change your plans at all from a year ago? What's next for you? Um, it's just a kind of question that we're wondering. Yeah, I think I'm so <laughs> working, doing this job was kind of my experiment of would I like working at a school and do I want to work with or for youth in some capacity? Um, and because I really hadn't before, um, my kind of service experience in college was tutoring, reading and writing in a prison with an adult population. Um, and any work that I had really done before had been with like adults <laughs> mm. or like peers. So I did a lot of work with like peers. Um, so I really feel more motivated than I did before to work, you know, with or for youth in some way. And that's pretty cool. I'm like really happy that I came to that conclusion. Um, it's really helping me think about different things that I would want to do going forward. I'm super interested in restorative justice work in schools. And that's something that Saul is actually trying to bring in more. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to work with that a little bit more next year because I am serving again next year. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to kind of dip my toes into that and see if that's something. It's just a possibility, but it's something that I'm, you know, I was very interested in conflict resolution, you know, obviously with peace studies <laughs> in college. <laughs> Um, so it feels like a way to kind of bring those things together. Do you see yourself, uh, staying in Philly for more than a year since you're kind of more, you know, even more about the city now and you're like more in tune to kind of the political climate and what's happening in the city? That's definitely my plan. I think I would have to have basically an opportunity that I couldn't pass up to move somewhere else. I'm definitely not opposed to it. Um, I've especially thought about like when I, whenever I do grad school, maybe doing that in a different city just as a way to like explore a new place. Um, but I've always felt very tied to Philly and I feel even more so now, like I see more opportunities so yeah I'm definitely at least for the short term I'm here mm. uh, and just real quick we'll be wrapping up here soon but I guess I would be curious because this was something that I heard when I moved here a lot was like there's very much a community here for people that are very interested in this kind of work and it's a lot of especially like young professionals really interested in like doing a lot of like the, the grassroots work. So I guess I was curious about like your impression of like professionally and in the nonprofit and schools community, like what kinds of opportunities there are here for people and from what you've seen as far as like living here, working here and like having all the knowledge that you do up to this point, what kinds of opportunities you see for people here? 
Well, there's tons of opportunities that honestly I haven't even fully (laughs) (laughs) taken yet Um, in terms of like, you know, building that community. um, I mean, this is a great one, but there's also, I think Serve Philly is an awesome Mm -hmm. thing for the city. Um, I went to a few of their trainings that they do around civic engagement. And I thought that that was super helpful, both in like getting skills and also you just meet people who are doing like tons of different things around the city, like working in foundations or working in city government or working in nonprofits, um, charities. So those were super cool. And I'm trying to think of like, you know, the big like name drop. (laughs) (laughs) I guess just in general meetings but yeah I mean people are trying to make things happen here you know I think there's there's a lot of energy um lots of meetups there's tons of organizations on like the grassroots ends of thing whatever thing you're passionate about there's definitely people doing awesome work in that area um so I think there's lots of opportunity and lots of potential to Mm. get involved. And I think that there's enough, um, more and more there's enough interconnection between those areas that you can really make things happen. Mm. And like one being involved in one, you know, area or industry or field I think that it seems to me at least like people move around you know people Mm. don't necessarily get siloed here if you want to work in another area it seems like there's an ability to do that which is pretty cool Mm. Uh, I want to ask Sarah do you have any other questions or should we kind of like wrap up and I'll ask my you're, my bizarre weird question <laughs> so we always we always we always wrap up with like a goofy silly question oh i love it um, yeah nothing here for me i th- i think that Elaine, you summarized oh i think a lot especially of like the climate here and um something that i yeah it definitely is is new to me to being new here but also interesting and really cool that you've been able to see that even as someone who was born here, like being able to see like all that growth over time is really cool. Yeah, definitely. It's a definitely like very vibrant city that's had like a rebirth in the last like 20 or 30 years or so. So (laughs) very colorful now also more vibrant. Uh, my weird question or bizarre question is if you had to take your year of service, the soul of your year of service and put it into a plant and their souls would match what soul of a plant. So like what plant would encapsulate your year of service? Wow. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I've always got the good question. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with something really good right now, but I love that. 
Um, my first, well, okay. So let me talk through this. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to hear an explanation. You can't just try to write. We'll start with that. Goodbye. <laughs> Maybe you can help me think of the plant. So I, I mean, I feel like the, the soul of it, like the essence of it for me is kind of just like, like show up ready to work, you know, like show mm -hmm. up, um, and just kind of be willing to, yeah, just be kind of flexible and adaptable to the things that kind of come your way. Um, that makes me picture either like some sort of wild flower that just like grows no matter what, or some like reliable vegetable that even if it's like a horrible mm. season, it'll still mm. like sprout. And like the conditions don't have to be great. Maybe like the soil is just like real crappy or like there wasn't enough rain, but somehow like it's still, it, you still get to like enjoy that vegetable. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I like both of those. They both capture like different kind of essences of that. I kind of am, I kind of am thinking of like a dandelion mm. in that like they're very, um, you know, you don't think much of them, but they're very, um, they're very hardy, you know, mm. despite maybe not looking very hardy. Um, and they'll they'll spread you know they get shit they done grow. <laughs> they do they grow <laughs> yeah that's a good i think that's a good one I, we don't really look at dandelions much i think you know i see see them but they're growing all over and i feel like that kind of fits the you know americorps vista mm. ethos is like you're not there to like you know really be flashy or um I don't know, like you're just, you're there to just kind of get things done. Um, and yeah, if your, if your goal is <laughs> reproducing your species, then dandelions definitely get There you done. go. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the hearty vegetable too. I think of, I was thinking of, especially the way that you were talking about is how I feel about it too. I'm thinking of like spider plants. And how they mm. just like you'll have them in one place but they like just keep growing all these like vines and they just keep growing and it's always so surprising to me that they grow so much and are so full right and i think that's the cool thing about them mm -hmm. definitely i love that question well thank you lane for joining us yes thank you Thank you both. This was really fun. It really helped me kind of like reflect on my year. Um, mm. Yeah, it's so, it's really interesting to think about just like where we were all at in July. It feels like a lifetime ago. I don't know about you. It is wild to think about and it's yeah. coming up fast too. <laughs> yep. Wow. All right. Service stories a podcast created by volunteers about volunteers.